10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Welcome back to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. It's Kerry here and today we're going to be talking about a new phase in the podcast production. So I've decided to create a bunch of podcasts that sort of revolve around the same type of idea I guess so the first one I did was how to build mega music department of your dreams and that was an eight-part series this one is going to be a four-part series and this one is about dealing with classroom strategies so looking at different ways that you can maximize your class time I guess um, so that you can get the most out of your students while they're in your classroom so ages ago episode 27 of our podcast I did a starters for classes and of course I am a big fan of having something ready to go the minute they walk in the door so of course that was a number of years back so I've done some improvements on that so today I'm going to talk about my top five class starters and they range from stage four right through to stage six so they can be utilized in most classes for most um, topics probably be the best way to describe it so the first one I want to talk about is the Google slide starters I've been doing of late so these ones I've actually been rolling out through stage six so it's no news to anybody who teaches HSC music and particularly HSC music 2 in stage six in New South Wales that there's an awful lot of content that we have to get through and Let's be realistic, when it comes to teaching music too, you need to train the students' eyes and ears. You need to train them to be able to see the things on the scores that they hear in the music. Um, and they need to trust their eyes to find it first and their ears to confirm, or their ears to find it first and their eyes to confirm. So that's another whole podcast on its own. Um, but what I've been doing of late is using Google Slides. And I sit down and I batch create. So I don't know if you've ever had batching before, but batching's where you sit down and do four or five of the same thing. Um, in, in podcast land, it's batch recording podcast. So you have, you know, four or five podcasts ready to go and you'll batch record all the speaking, you know. So that sort of thing. Or you might batch record, batch, you might batch all of the documentation that you put with your podcast, that sort of thing. So I do a batch of... Google Slides, and it's usually for a unit of work. So I have them all on one Google Slide document, and they're called Class Starters. And the most recent one I did was for my Music 2 students who were doing, who just started music from 1900 to 1945. Um, so in that package, we were dealing with a whole range of concepts. And so once the concept is taught, I'll then create a class starter for that concept. So, for example, the students needed training in reading key signatures, in seeing key signatures versus an assertion. Because in 1900 to 1945, we were dealing with assertions and not always a key signature. So getting this concept across to the students is really hard. But a great way of doing it is I created four or five different Google Slide uh, starters. So each starter has no more than three items in it. So the first starter on the first day while we were sort of dealing with this key signature versus assertion 
was to ID the key signature. So it literally is a single slide that has a piece of music on it with ID the key signature. And the deal is to teach the students to train them, you know, look at the look at the key signature, look at the starter note. So the kids will say to me, oh, that's a key of A major. And you say to them, are you sure? Because there is a relative minor. How do you know it's A major? And then they have to confirm. So it's not just identify the key signature. It's identify the key signature and confirm. You must justify. So it's A major because the opening chord is A major. It's F sharp minor because the bass note is an F sharp. You've got an A and a C sharp in the string parts. So you must justify the key signature. This helps with their pitch responses as well in their HSC. So when pitch comes up, one of the first things we want them to do usually, describe the use of pitch, perhaps identify the key signature, and that's not enough. Particularly if it's explain the use of pitch or investigate or uh, explore or analyze any of those sorts of questions or even explain, require them to tell me that's great, it's A major and I don't want to hear it's A major because it has three sharps. I want a justification from the music. So it helps answer that question. So that's my first class starter. Now in the document that's attached to this um, podcast, there's a link to the sample class starters that I was talking about. So we went from three one day on a key signature, so it's three pieces of music, to ID key signature. The following day we did assertion and then the following day we did key signature or assertion. And then I then have a few more after that which are key signature or assertion and so it gets the kids used to training their eyes in particular. And of course I can put um, the audio with it as well. So I can play the audio because they'll say to me, oh it's F sharp minor and you go, are you sure? And I play the audio and all of a sudden it's a major key. So that can be really helpful as well. The second type of um, quiz I used to do a lot, particularly with year seven and eight and, and stage five, nine and 10, was the onboard quiz. And that was often just three things that came from the previous lesson. And I would just put that up on the board very quickly and they had to answer the quiz in their books. Very important they had to answer them in their books because the very first thing I gave them long enough to answer the questions and then what they had to do was they had to change books um, and get their friends to mark it to see if it was correct and they got points from that. At the end of a certain number of points that they had, they could gain, they could collect game tokens and the token was for a particular game that was in the room that we had, uh, an opportunity or a reward or an experience or something along those lines. So you can use the onboard quizzes in stage four and five for that sort of thing. My third one was really successful at the school I'm currently at until they started using music on the bells. Once they started using music on the bells, this one became not as useful. But um, music playing as they walk in the room. So I used to use it a lot, particularly with stage six, with music two, I would put on their core works. So I'd have their core work and I'd usually have the video of the orchestra playing um, their core work up on the, the um, thing or it would be a performance of something like a, um, a high profile performance of a piece of music that I wanted to share something with them about. Um, sometimes it was something to do with jazz, sometimes it was something to do with the topic we're dealing with, sometimes it was just something to do with just a bit of fun, a piece of music that just really was engaging 
that got kids excited about being in the room. So the music, or I always say music sees the savage beast, but it's more about getting them to pay attention and to kind of be happy and be excited when they walk in the door. And that's great if you don't have music for bills. If you have music for bills, it's not as effective. However, this one is. This one in particular for Year 7 and Year 8. I find Stage 4 love this one. It's the class countdown. So I've given a sample um, construction. In the podcast 27 that I did, I actually showed you how to make a countdown timer, an actual um, class countdown timer. So I've put the link to the construction lesson for that. But basically it's have a video that's prepared that's however long you need it for. And you can embed a timer from YouTube in there. You know, music playing, graphics, uh, instructions, photos, whatever. The one that I've given you, um, the one that, uh, the most recent one I did was one where I had students needed to check in because the students from the previous lesson hadn't checked in. So basically it was the, I used iMovie and I had a really cool jazz piece playing underneath. And there was, these students needed to see Miss Lacey before the lesson starts. And it was just a scrolling, you know, Star Wars type film credits intro scrolling up of these words. And then there would be a photo of something and then the words would come back again. Then there would be a photo. And this went on for five minutes while the kids came into the room, got excited, you know, danced along to the music, whatever. So that is really a cool activity I particularly like as a way to start. Some people don't like it because they say to themselves, well, the kids are going to be unsettled, but I actually find that it gives them a little bit of control, like a little bit of um, uh, adult sort of behaviour where they've got to come into the room, sit down, they can chat and stuff. There's no silence in my room. My rooms are never quiet. So they can they can chat and so forth and they can listen to the music. And if the music is a song they know, sometimes they'll all sing along, which is always another really good thing as well. And number five, and I've got to say, a lot of people will say to me, oh, no, this is not the way I'm starting a lesson. However, I have found it to be incredibly successful across all stages. doesn't matter whether it's stage four, stage five or stage six, and that's gamify the start. So have a Kahoot ready or a Quizlet ready on the material from the day before, you know, or something you're dealing with. Um, but a revision game of some sort on Kahoot or Quizlet works like a charm, truly does. Um, if you do the Quizlet one, don't do the Teams Quizlet, do the individual Quizlet because um, otherwise you'll have them all wandering about and it'll be a bit unsettling. But, um, but with the Kahoot one, I find the Kahoot and the Quizlet is a very good game because they're coming and go, oh, we're doing a Kahoot. They're instant, instantly engaged, instantly excited, instantly ready to go. And admittedly, when you do say to them, and we're only doing one because we only do the one, we never do any more, they go to me, oh, miss no, it's time to focus. And so the students, I find, will focus pretty, pretty much straight up. And we don't do it at the end. Uh, sometimes we do it at the end toward the end of the term but no, no I usually gamify the start so that's my top five of class starters there's a couple of little um, fresh samples there for you in the class starter document so remember that each podcast comes with a document and the it is a google drive document so every time you click on it 
you will be asked to make a copy. So just make a copy of the document um, for yourself and then you can change it and do whatever you like with the document and the links. Every link that's in the document will be the same. It will be a Google Drive link and that link will ask you to copy the document. That way I protect my masters. So um, I hope you've enjoyed today's uh, podcast. It's a very quick one, not, not very a lot of content in there, but those five class starter ideas are my favourites and I do hope that you find them useful, particularly at the start of the term where you need to get things motivated and moving and get kids excited about what's going on in your music classroom. Well, thanks so much for listening and I look forward to chatting to you next time on 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. Ciao for now. Hi gang. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. As per usual at the end of each podcast, I like to just remind you of a couple of things to make your life a bit easier. And today the acronym is FIRST. Facebook, Instagram, Resources, subscribe, tag and tell. F stands for Facebook. Don't forget to sign up to my KCM TV Facebook group. You'll find it uh, if you just Google KCM TV. You can make an application to be part of that group. And it's a wonderful location for lots of people to ask questions and to find any information. There's plenty of resources in there. So um, it's really good for you to uh, get connected with that group. Don't forget I'm on Instagram. Clarissa Custom Music on Instagram and of course that is where I tend to take a lot of running photos and various other bits and pieces and I share some documents up there and things so don't forget to, to like me on Instagram. The resources you'll find on the website that's clarissacustommusic.com.au so that is where you'll find a lot of resources. There's a wonderful blog up there with links to all the document support that I've created over the years. There's also a lot of my products on the website that you might find useful. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Very important. That is where you'll get a lot of great content, particularly um, dealing with day-to-day classroom techniques and, and tactics. So things like Welcome to the Whiteboard. There's Inside the Oral Series. There's the podcasts are all up there. You'll also find strategic plans. You'll find how to do not negotiable planning. So there's plenty of lots of really great material up there on the YouTube channel. So don't forget that's Kerry Lacey, K-E-R-R-I-L-A-C-E-Y. And tag and tell. That's probably the most important thing is if you can tag me, I'll be able to, to reshare posts and photos and things. But if you also tell everybody, tell your music teacher friends, tell your colleagues, and of course, tell your students. If you find anything on YouTube or anything on any of the websites or locations that you think will be useful, then tell the kids. Get the kids to start to go and investigate things on their own. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to catching you next time on 10-Minute Tips to Teach Music. I just want to thank Lisa Crouch, Australia's powerhouse diva, for allowing me to use her original material on my podcast. This last couple of series you've been listening to Just A Call Away, a fantastic song about staying in touch with friends, family and your loved ones. So don't forget, follow Lisa on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube, Lisa Crouch. And then the business of life starts pressing and